Are we going? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we're live. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Tiny Hotelier Podcast. One family's voyage into creative and abundant living. Welcome to the Tiny Hotelier, episode eight. Yay. Yay. So we're going to start this episode with a little boat update. Okay. So I've continued to work on the exterior trim, sealing up all the holes, trying to make the outside air separate from the inside air. We're going to have an outside that's different from an inside. (laughs) (laughs) At least environmentally. Um, I was hoping this last weekend to get the back door on and I was really hoping to get that done, but I, um, what I'm doing is I'm reusing the original door that was on the boat from before, Mm -hmm. except our wall was taller than the wall, the original walls. So I have to extend the door about like 13 inches (laughs) (laughs) and I was going to cut a groove in the bottom of the door. And then uh, I have this cool tongue and groove tool for my router. And um, it was going to be great, except the router went haywire. I ended up shredding the bottom of the door. So <laughs> try, try again. So now I've got to fix that up. And um, hopefully next weekend the door will go on. But we're still progressing. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely. So all these little details to the boat are like everything is custom made 100%. It takes a lot of time <laughs> and it takes a lot of um, creativity. Yeah, there's a lot of problem solving that goes into it. But it's good. It was nice. It's been, it feels like it's been a few weeks since you put in like some good solid hours out on the boat. So it was awesome. Well, it's every weekend is rain. It's sunny <laughs> all week and then rain on Saturday. This is our forecast lately. Monday through Friday, 50s, full sun. Saturday, cold, windy, and rainy. <laughs> Not kidding you. Every weekend it's completely deteriorated. <laughs> but it's okay, it's spring. That's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> Can it happen on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, it's been good for me and the girls because we've been out hiking or walking and going to parks and all sorts of fun things. <laughs> okay, so... We have had, like the rest of the world, a little bit of a downer week with the virus that's going around and worrying about the travel industry and how this summer will play out. And we're really hoping that our town will still host the Olympic track trials. Um, So it's been kind of iffy lately. Yeah, hopefully um, the predictions of the virus waning as the weather warms up and people get more vitamin D. Hopefully that comes true and the Olympics still happen. Yeah, it would be really disappointing, not just from our perspective, but for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big deal. It would be a bummer. (laughs) So we hope that you're all doing well and that you're staying safe and that you're washing your hands a lot. Yes, with soap. (laughs) And drying them completely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on to the episode. This is our first episode that we completely 100% are (laughs) re-recording because we were a bit grumpy. (laughs) It's because there was no ice cream. 
Oh, that's what he says. I don't know why we were grumpy. Sometimes it just happens. Um, But, like, overall, I think the podcast has been so fun to record that it was kind of disappointing to be like, blah, about it. And our topic is a fun, happy topic that I really, really enjoy. And so here we go again. Feeling a little more upbeat, a little more excited. Ryan just wants the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just grumpy if there's no ice cream. You have to earn it, mister. That's why I'm here. (laughs) All right. So tonight we're going to talk about abundance. So we've mentioned abundance a few times, having an abundant mentality, an abundant life perspective. And we're just going to go into that a little bit, what it means to us, um, how we think you can get more of an abundant mentality, and just why it's kind of important to us while we're doing this project. Before we talk about getting an abundance mentality, let's talk about what abundance is. So Handy Dandy Dictionary tells me that abundance is a great or plentiful amount, being rich in supply or having affluence or prosperity. When I um, think of abundance, I always think of permaculture uh, because they're always talking about abundant landscapes or systems where your backyard is just full of fruits and vegetables and herbs and all sorts of things. But um, a permaculture system can be abundant in other things too. I think you can make your life abundant in that way where your life is overflowing with blessings and joy. Mm-hmm. And it's not just monetary abundance. It's abundance in every aspect of your life. Yeah, happiness is a lot more than your bank account. Ryan's abundant in rainy, windy weekends. <laughs> more than i could ever want (laughs) so what he needs to do is start attracting the sunshine to himself (laughs) um a long time ago we watched this film called the secret maybe you've heard about it and it's been a long time but it was basically this idea that your thoughts create your reality and that you can attract certain things into your life and they talk about vision boards and journaling and different things like that and i feel like the film was um kind of geared towards the monetary aspect of the law of attraction, but I think that it can go in any realm. Our cat is also on the podcast tonight. (laughs) Sorry, kitty. You're not invited. Um, (laughs) No ice cream for you. Anyway, (laughs) I have a quote from Brian Tracy. He says, you are a living magnet. What you attract into your life is in harmony with your dominant thoughts. I really, Ryan's nodding. I agree. (laughs) I really think that's true. I think that our dominant thoughts truly create our um, outlook on life and that becomes our reality. And Brooke Castillo talks about this a lot. She talks about how you can manage your mind. Like naturally our mind kind of tends towards the negative and kind of looks at the worst possible scenario in every situation. But if you are managing your mind, you can control those thoughts, you can redirect them, and you can create a reality that's much more positive. Yeah. um, Our brains are always filtering out tons of signals. Our brains are processing a lot of things at once, and so it has to filter out everything else. Otherwise, you'd be overloaded. Um, And what your brain tends to focus in on is what you tell it that it should be important. Um, So, for example, uh, we have a Toyota Matrix, and when we first bought that car, I remember we saw every single other Matrix on the road. 
Mm-hmm. And it stuck out in our minds because now we were seeing that, whereas before our brain was filtering it out. You didn't notice them. Yeah, you didn't notice them. And so, likewise, if your thoughts are not on positive things, you're likely to miss the positive things. And if your thoughts are on the negative things, then the negative things will dominate what you perceive. So what you think about is what your reality will be because that's what your brain will actually pick up on. Mm -hmm. Britt Castillo has mentioned in her podcast, she does seminars and she'll do this exercise and she'll read this profile of this person and all these horrible things happen in their childhood and all these things. And then she'll ask the audience, did they have a good life or a bad life? And obviously it's like, oh, that was horrible. Like, I can't believe all those things happened to that person. No wonder they're having such a hard time. And then she'll read another profile and it's all the positive things. Um, I don't know, good things that have happened, highlights of their life. And she'll say, how about this person? How do you think they're doing? And they're like, oh, they're doing great. Look at all they've achieved. Look at all they've accomplished. They're doing awesome. And then the kicker is she'll tell her audience, this is the same person. <laughs> all of these ha- things happen to the same person. And so what you dwell on really becomes how you feel and how you act and how you perceive your life. Mm, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. Thank you, Brooke Castillo. <laughs> I am definitely a fan. Um, so just thinking back in our life, like with the law of attraction and things like that, one situation that I remember is the wood floors that we put in our old house in Utah. We replaced, we had this beautiful old farmhouse and it had like carpet, which didn't really fit. Underneath the carpet was um, old school style tile. It was these old glue on nine by nine tiles that, um, we were really sad. It wasn't hardwood underneath the carpet. Oh, we just wanted to refinish the original hardwood floors. (laughs) I think they glued the tiles to the original floors, which is sad. So we were looking and looking to buy hardwood flooring and we wanted the real deal and we wanted good quality. We didn't want made in China lumber liquidators. Um, No, they probably have good stuff too, but there was a scandal at the time. Anyway, (laughs) so I I found this company in, I think they're in North Carolina and they sold made in America hardwood floors and I was dealing with their sales guy and going back and forth and kind of talking about budget and he was telling me about colors. Yeah, really cheap floors. They're pretty awesome. So he told me that they were having this drawing and this is after a few weeks of going back and forth with him and they were going to give away a thousand square feet of solid hardwood red oak floors and you had to enter on facebook and we didn't have facebook accounts at the time well anyway so we made it we made it (laughs) we both made them really quick yeah that's beside the point (laughs) but we both put our names in the drawing and ryan won yeah he which was awesome I mean, for multiple reasons. And I i mean, I don't know if we attracted that to ourselves, but we were really determined and we didn't have really a budget for actual hardwood flooring. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. We only had to pay shipping and um, we got more than enough wood that we needed to do the whole first floor. It was awesome. I felt like we had kind of attracted that into our lives. <laughs> So in kind of reading about abundance a little bit more, I found a website called The Life Optimizer, and they had a lovely article 
with nine tips for an abundant life. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to go through those and talk about them a little bit. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Oh, and then I added a lot of quotes that I liked. Um, I just could sit here and read quotes to you about abundance if that was allowed. So there's also a lot of just beautiful quotes about abundance from a lot of amazing people. And I just could sit here and read those to you for an hour, but that's not what I'm going to (laughs) do. So we'll go ahead with the nine tips for an abundant life and then I'll add in my quotes that I feel like fit the topic. But um, the first tip is have an abundance mentality. There's enough for everyone. Someone else's gain is not your loss. I love this idea. I think there's so much um, emphasis in our culture on competition and your success means my failure. And there's just kind of an undertone of that. But if we all could adopt an attitude that there's enough for everybody... And if you could truly just be happy for people when they're having success, like how much more joy you'd have in your life. Yeah. And it's a lie if that someone is successful, it means you lose. Um, There's enough for everyone to go around. If you create a business and it's successful, you are then able to make opportunities for other people to be more successful in their life because you can hire people to help with your business or you're um, you're buying supplies and so whoever you're buying them from is also benefiting and you have to pay taxes on that too so your community is benefiting like it's a net positive when you create and so it's not um, it's not like you win someone loses yeah Stephen Covey said have an abundance mentality when people are genuinely happy at the successes of others the pie gets larger I love pie Yum. Ryan loves pie. Ryan's nickname is Pie. <laughs> Pootie Pie. <laughs> that might be too much for the rest of you to know. <laughs> so let's go make pie. Yeah. <laughs> You're not playing along very well. Okay. <laughs> the second point on having an abundant life is having gratitude. And this is huge, huge, huge. I would say this is the foundation of being able to have an abundant mentality. Um, be grateful for what you have. The The depth of your abundance depends on the depth of your gratitude. I love that quote. <laughs> I have another one from Tony Robbins. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. When you are grateful, fear disappears and... Abundance appears. Yeah, I, I don't see how you could ever have any sort of positive outlook if you aren't grateful for where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you would have a negative outlook. You would be thinking constantly that you don't have enough, that you don't have this, that you don't have that. Yeah, it's really important to be grateful. There's an um, there's a story I heard once of there was a rich businessman visiting a fishing village somewhere and he talked to the fishermen and um, he asked the fishermen, well, how long do you work in the day? And the fisherman said, oh, I go out in the morning and work like four hours or something like that. And then I come home and play with my kids and spend time with my wife and hang out with my friends. And the businessman was like, wow, you can make your living in four hours a day. And how about you 
work eight hours a day and then you could make a little extra and then you could eventually buy a whole fleet and then you could have this huge business and then um, be super successful. And um, the moral of the story comes where it's like, well, then what happens? The fisherman says, like, after you've done all this and you've worked this hard, then what happens? And then the businessman goes, well, you can go home, spend time with your kids, uh, spend time with your wife and play with your friends. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and so just being grateful for where you're at and realizing that what you have around you is, is enough. Yeah. Awesome. The third point is to smile. (laughs) (laughs) To smile. This sends such a message to the world around you. It sends a message to the world around you, but it also sends a message to yourself. I know there's been a lot of, um, like body language studies and, oh, I can't remember the details, but I'm sure there was one about smiling and just how that affected your own brain, what it does to your body when you smile. Mm-hmm. And there's those groups that get together for the laughing yoga where they just um, start laughing. And it's fake at first, but then after a little while, it becomes real and absolutely hilarious. And they can't stop laughing after that. So, Smile and laughter. Awesome. The fourth thing is to start the day right. And I also would add to end the day right. So this basically means having a good routine that um, suits you that just gives you a good start to the day. So (laughs) their examples are to rise early, get out of bed right away, meditate or have prayer and exercise. I like that, except for I am not a rise early type of person. (laughs) (laughs) I find it's helpful when I get up in the morning, when I, um, well, I used to. Right now, my morning routine's been kind of disrupted by kiddos, but um, I would get up and I noticed big difference if I got up and I wrote something or I worked on a project that I wanted to work on. If I did that first, everything went a lot better. But if I got up and I jumped on Twitter or the news or something, if I did that first or email, um, it went a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Um, I like to wake up and then I like to snuggle with my fluffy pillow for about 30 minutes. <laughs> That's a good way to start the day. <laughs> oh, but at night I do like to do a yoga flow and a meditation and I'm trying to recommit to that. And I think that'll make a huge difference. Also maybe going outside. Like I'd love a brisk morning walk. I love that fresh morning air. Yeah. It's easy to feel happy and abundant when you are doing those things regularly to help feed your soul. Mm-hmm. The next one is prepare for opportunities and be ready for when they come. So some of the ideas here to be ready when they come um, are like knowing your strengths, developing your skills, being observant, not just twiddling your thumbs and waiting for good things to happen to you, but progressing yourself. Uh, following your passions, figuring out what you're good at and practicing that, sharing it with others. Yeah, always. And you feel better about yourself too if you're always preparing and bettering so that when those opportunities do come, you are ready to take them. Um, If, what is it, you'd 
you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training, I think is what it goes. Mm, it's true. And I think it's so easy to just make excuses to not try new things or put yourself out of your comfort level, but it's so empowering and confidence boosting when you are willing to do something new. Yeah, and don't expect to be perfect at it when you're first starting something new. You can look back on just about anybody's work when they first start, and it's nowhere near where they're at when they're much later in their career. And so you have to start somewhere and not be afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. The next one kind of builds on that, that idea of being prepared for opportunities. It's making the most out of opportunities that do come. So are you ready for another quote? It's been a minute. <laughs> Part of achieving life abundance is to be consistently moving towards your goals. So we've had this goal of um, self-sufficiency and trying to be financially independent. And like, it's hard in moments. It's hard to have this giant project in your <laughs> in my driveway. <laughs> but like 98% of the time, it's just exciting. It's exciting to be doing something to try to move towards that goal. Yeah, that, I don't know, having a goal and something to work toward is exciting. It's fun. It, it keeps you, it gets you up in the morning, you know? Yeah. Number seven, and I like this idea, um, building friendships. Real friendships, not social media friendships. Meaningful, personal interactions. <laughs> Those are my words. <laughs> um, I think we're lacking this. Ryan read a book called Tribes. Is yeah. It's called Tribes. It talked about how important it is to have a strong social network. One of the points he makes in that, I think the book is by Sebastian, I want to say younger, but I'm probably slaughtering his name. So I'll put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> One of the points he's make, he makes is that you get these soldiers that are coming back from um, these more recent wars where you have, and they have, you know, PT, PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. <laughs> and some of these have never seen combat. And he's like, well, what is going on here? How is that possible? What are they, what is causing this PTSD? And one of the theories is that when you are in the armed forces you have your platoon or your your group and that's like a tribe you're with them every day and you know they have your back and then after being in that environment of camaraderie and closeness you come home and you've got nobody like that around you our communities are so disconnected we get in our cars we drive to work and then we come back and there's no interaction with your neighbors anywhere in that because your car's in your garage. <laughs> so you don't even have to go outside. And um, that's hard for um, those that have felt that community, that tightness to go back to and to adjust to. And so it is something we're really lacking in our communities. Mm -hmm. Um gosh, it's probably been like six years now, but we went on a trip to Italy and Greece before we had kids and were we, I think we were done with school anyway. <laughs> um, 
It was the most beautiful thing. Every night we went out and they were doing the promenade after dinner. Like the whole community was out strolling and talking to their neighbors and having fun. And there were cute little street cart vendors and gelato. (laughs) Ice cream, yes. (laughs) It was awesome. And it was so fun to go out and stroll and, you know, just hook arms and talk to each other and enjoy the people and feeling the connection of the communities and... Oh, I I wish that we had that here. Amen. Our communities are so oriented towards cars. I'm a big fan of biking and walking and uh, putting um, and creating human scaled communities. And unfortunately, most of America is car scaled and it makes it really hard to do anything like that. Yeah. So I guess building friendships um just do what you can like knock on your neighbor's door and get to know them how many of us live by someone we've never met i i've tried to get to know some of the neighbors yeah, the boat has say, helped <laughs> i have to say you're really good at it we wouldn't know our neighbors without you because um, after we moved in you went over and you knocked on their doors and introduced yourself it seemed to at least it seemed like it used to be that your neighbors would come introduce themselves. We didn't have one that did that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're good at doing that and going out and uh, meeting them. And I, it's a good attribute. And because of you, we do know our neighbors and the boat too has helped a lot too. It's probably coming from being home with kids all day. Like you, you get kind of isolated when you don't even have your work people to be around. I mean, the kids are amazing, but sometimes you need a little bit adult conversation. (laughs) But thanks. Um, Also, just being open to it, being open and loving. And we had a great example of this in college. Our friend named Ben, he was so jolly and genuinely happy to get to know anybody and he just loved you for who you were, no matter what. It, it, it's a good thing to strive for. Yeah, when I think of someone that's constantly positive and happy, and when I think of trying to be like that, I always think, just what would Ben be like? <laughs> what would Ben do? <laughs> ben, we're going to send this episode to you. <laughs> okay, number eight. And build on what you've built. Start with small steps. Everybody has a little something that they can build on, whether it's a skill or a talent, something natural, a business idea. Or a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Or a boat. (laughs) You you don't have to think that you're starting from nothing, which can be discouraging. So also um, another quote, doing what you love is a cornerstone of abundance. So even just on the side, following what you love, you can gain that mentality. All right, number nine. <laughs> Enjoy your life in the here and now. And Ryan kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, you don't have to wait to be perfect at something. You can enjoy the process. You can enjoy the dip. <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy the good parts and the bad. And it really comes back to your thoughts and how you're thinking about it. Yeah, and how you perceive your reality is what your reality is. Yeah, so thank you, Life Optimizer, for that beautifully organized list. (laughs) (laughs) There were a few more that I um, found. 
from different websites. Uh, another one was giving back, which I think is a huge part of abundance. So abundant living means abundant giving. And Mark Twain said, if you want to love, if you want love and abundance in your life, give it away. Yeah, those sorts of things, love, friendship, knowledge, those are all things that you get more of when you share. So I guess back to what abundance means to me and maybe tying it into the boat a little bit. Um, To me, it means living life to the fullest. Live your life awake. Know there's enough inside of you, but also enough in the world of what you need. Not just in a material way, but enough for what your soul needs as well. To be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, and I guess the boat is an avenue for us to do something creative. And it's fun, too, to have this community. Or not really community, but... Conversation starter? Yeah, a conversation starter, because... I mean, yesterday I had someone stop again and talk to me for about it for a little while. And it seems like every weekend I'm out there, there's someone new that stops and talks about it. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting also, like I, I said, to be working towards the goal of financial independence. But that's not really like all that we're doing. I guess it's not the whole reason of why we're doing it. No, because we kind of talked about this earlier about how there's people out there doing the rental arbitrage. And how I was saying that doesn't spark joy for me. You know, building something like this is fun. It's fun to create and be creative and do something unique like this. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to um, try and be resourceful in it as well. Just knowing that we'll find the things that we need and that we'll be able to work through all of the problems as they come up. Um I don't know. It's probably empowering for you to see the change and the progress from what it was to what it is now. Yeah. To look at it and be like, I built that. (laughs) (laughs) People walk by and he's out working on the boat and they say, hey, Skipper, how's the weather today? (laughs) (laughs) We had a really cool interaction um, a few weeks ago. Ryan was out on the boat and you can tell what happened first. Um, This... Lady stopped by, an older lady stopped in her car and she asked me what I was doing. And oh, I told her I was building a boat, a houseboat. And she's like, Wow, that's so cool. Um, I think that's amazing. I've been watching your progress and I'm an artist too. And um, and then she asked me if she could draw or paint the boat when it was done. And I was like, Sure, that sounds great. (laughs) So then a few days later, I didn't see her, I didn't see any of this interaction he just told me about it but a few days later um i was having lunch with the girls at our dining room table and a lady walked up to the front door and knocked and i invited her in and she said hey are you the boat builders and i said yeah and she said well i talked to your husband and i and really like to do a picture of the boat and she had this cute little card and she had some examples of her work she had a couple of postcards and i was looking at the first one i think i don't know it was an ocean scene or something. And, um, she said, so what are you going to do with it? Or where are you going to keep it? And I said, well, we're not going to put it in the water, at least 
not in the near future. We're going to try and put it in like a field of wildflowers. And she just stopped and stared at me. She said, wow, I was just meant to meet you. And she pulled out the second postcard that I hadn't looked at yet. And it was a picture of an old houseboat. And she said it was completely dilapidated and weathered. And she had drawn it how she thought it would look if it had gotten fixed up. And it had wildflowers all around it, like it was sitting in a field of wildflowers. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my heck. And um, so we met and took her information. And I kind of told her when we were hoping to be done. And it's so fun to see people in the community so excited about it. Well, and how crazy is it that she had that painting of a boat in a field of wildflowers? And here we are. Trying to create that, I, it's that's just crazy. <laughs> yep, it is crazy. <laughs> it's awesome, and we're so excited to keep working on it. Ice cream. <gasps> ice cream time! All right, tonight for our ice cream segment of Tiny Hotelier, <laughs> <laughs> we are featuring Arctic Zero Light Ice Cream Mint and Chocolate Cookies. It's good. <laughs> he hasn't even tried it yet. So it says... Cream- no, we tried this one. <laughs> Hush. It says creamy mint flavor with chocolate cookies and dark chocolate chunks. Now, I found this for 99 cents a pint. The reason I liked it was that it has... I mean, ice cream is ice cream, right? Like, you're not going to be getting fit and healthy on ice cream. <laughs> but for an every now and again treat, let's choose lesser evils. So... It has prebiotic fiber. (laughs) It has some organic ingredients. And it's kind of greenish tinted, but it's from spirulina. Ah, no dye. No dye. (laughs) Okay, so if you've been following along, you know that we have a spoon battle. Currently, Ryan is holding the spoon. (laughs) But not for long. (laughs) he's going in (laughs) he's nodding (laughs) that's what I've been waiting for (laughs) is it good? yeah I like this flavor Mm. I I always like mint chocolate well it's not mint chocolate it's mint and cookie crumble which is kind of like mint chocolate chip but even no this has chocolate chips and cookie crumbles oh it's like ultimate mint chocolate chip yeah so it's awesome. There's a few textures going on. I like texture in my ice cream. I also like that it's not like a toothpaste minty flavor, but just the right amount of mint. Yeah, it's good. Our one-year-old recognizes mint. There's a patch in our yard. Every time she walks by it, she eats about seven leaves. <laughs> just that plant. She knows mint and she knows chives. It's so awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to keep eating this ice cream. And go and live your abundant life. It's out there. It's waiting. It's delicious. <laughs> you just have to see it. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Tiny Hotelier podcast. Our podcast show notes for each episode can be found at tinyhotelier.com slash podcast. If you would like to support the show, we are a verified content creator on Brave Rewards. To find out more, visit tinyhotelier.com slash brave. Thanks!
Oh, 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 oh,